everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And if you are coming back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending your time with me. Again, I so appreciate you and I so appreciate everyone's feedback and on the episodes that we already have had up for this season and past seasons and I just I just appreciate all of you. Um, so yeah, so thank you and I'm sending out just an abundance of love, light and peace to everyone, um, friends, family, soul tribe, all of you. So this episode today, I woke up thinking, you know, we we are missing in some of our lives that intimate connection, those connections with um, not, e- not just each other, but ourselves, right? So how do we reconnect with ourselves and with other people? We talked about communication, and yes, communication is a big piece of it, but what about the intimacy with you? right? We expect other people that we have relationships with, either platonic or non-platonic or intimate, whichever word you want to choose, um, to, to understand and know where we are and what is intimacy to us. But do you know what intimacy is to you, what it looks like for you? Um, it doesn't look the same for everybody, right? What's intimate to me, it could be nothing to somebody else. And if you don't have that knowledge of yourself, how are you going to expect someone else to be able to provide what you need in a relationship? So I challenge you first to understand what intimacy is for you. So that's that familiarity, that closeness, that that relationship that you have with yourself. Do you truly know who you are? First, understanding who you are is going to be, um, I want to say is a transcending moment. Uh, Almost like that aha moment that you have within yourself where it's like, wow, I love being by myself sometimes. Or I love when, you know, I get this see something that makes me smile or those 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 intimate moments that you have with yourself or even loving a good book or a song and singing it while you're driving in the car or even while you're working at home something like that you want those intimate moments with yourself because knowing what makes you happy what brings you joy what makes you feel all warm and fuzzy and makes those butterflies inside are going to be monumental when you bring it together with someone else, right? So now mentioning that someone else, let's think, let's talk friendships first, right? Because we want all our relationships to start out as being friends. And though though some don't start out that way, and and that's not saying that's a bad thing, that's okay too, because then you grow together. But um, we always have this idea that we want someone that we are going to fall in love with and develop those physical, intimate, sexual relationships with and companionships with. We want them to be our friends. Because at the end of the day, um, you're you're going to be relying on one another, right? So you want to have that faith, that trust, and that friendship and companionship that you can um, 
that you can build with another person. And it again, it first starts understanding you and having an intimate relationship with you yourself and then now branching out sharing it with someone else now when you start those intimate relationships again we're talking intimacy not sexual intimacy that's a whole different type of intimacy which we will get to that but we build intimate relationships with our friends. We have close bonds with our friends. I have, as you you listen to me on the podcast, I call people my brother, my sister. Those are those intimate relationships that I've created with those individuals. I call and check in on them, say, hey, how you doing, bro? Sis, how you feeling? Everything okay? Just a sister, brother check in. Those kinds of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Does that mean that I want that relationship to transcend into something uh, sexually, no, but it's still an intimate relationship and an intimate part of who I am, right? Because I value something that's within that other individual, and that having those conversations with that individual brings me joy on some level. So, um, does that mean that your intimate relationships with your friends cannot be? Um, I don't want to have those those headbutting um, days, of course. That's what makes a great relationship, right? That's what makes a good friendship because you want to be able to disagree admirably between each other, right? And be cordial towards each other and still maintain that intimate relationship within your, your the two of you, right? So we, we have intimacy on that friendship level. Now, when we take that intimacy and we're wanting to see where it goes and we're wanting to transcend it to a um, companionship, now I'm looking for that partner, right? So now we've just elevated that level of intimacy and we switch that intimacy. So now you have a different type of intimacy with that partner because at some point you have the plan to transcend that friendship intimacy to companionship intimacy which is going to lead to that sexual intimacy at some point right and in any of this there is no time limit it's all up to the individual some things happen really fast and some things take a little bit of time it's all on the individual but I always say get to know yourself first start that intimate relationship with yourself first and then start to branch out on that intimacy now we were talking about intimacy with us partner that you are planning to have a relationship with companionship with right so not knowing what makes you happy what makes you tingle I want to say um, can be problemsome right when it comes to building that relationship with that sexual or the, that uh, companionship with that other individual, right? Beginning that beginning intimacy. Like, how did you know that a kiss on your neck makes you tingle? Nobody knows that until you have someone actually do it, right? You can't kiss yourself on the neck. So there are some pieces that you do need that other partner to help you figure out. So please don't think you have to go around touching, feeling yourself always and just to figure out what makes you happy, though that is part of it, but it's not all of it. Um, so once you get that partner, that's where you start to really investigate and heighten your learning about yourself, 
right? Because you're learning not only about your partner, but also about yourself with a partner now that you've understood and understand yourself as an individual. Now you got somebody else to join in that party and now you're learning that person, that person is learning you and you're learning yourself with that person, right? And, and the same for that person too, right? So you both are still learning and this learning does not end at any um stage of of it it just evolves to different stages as you grow with this partner now your partner may work out and you may get married and things elevate great but it also gives you that opportunity to learn what you like and what you don't like right so you're going to find pieces of your partner and your partner's going to find pieces of you during this intimate connection that may not gel with them so much. And that's where you start to learn, is it something that you can work with? Can we communicate about it? And um, if not, is it a deal breaker? We, we, always, we all have those deal, deal breakers. Can't say that we don't. We do. We really do. And, and it's like, what do we do when those deal breakers show up? right? And how do we handle it? We're not going to talk about how to handle when... It doesn't gel, not today, but I want to talk about those gelling relationships and handling those intimacies when it comes to play. Um, and as we age, it really does change, guys, and um, I'm going to talk about that in a minute as well. But um, then as you grow with each other and you build on that relationship, you transcend it again to that sexual intimacy, right? And sex for each individual looks different. It looks different. It feels different. It is just different. So um, sexual intimacy is what you make it, right? And what you built it to be. And it will change over the years. I would love to say that it stays the same. I do not have that same sexual energy I had when I was 20. Oh gosh, no. I know my husband wishes I does. I do. But I don't. Um, I, I, I can't even, at this junction, I, I've tried to match that sexual energy. And oh my gosh, it's just like, girl, what is wrong with you? Um, but that aside, um, it, it really is just different. And it transcends. And once you add that sexual intimacy part of it, Guys, that changes your whole dynamic of your relationship. Having that sexual connection is a whole different bond. Now, if you are that individual that is, can use sex as a, I don't want to say a tool, but um, it, it doesn't have that same feeling for you, then you have to find what um, what brings you that uh, sexual joy and it, it it can be different things only because we all come to the table with different traumas that we've had to face so that changes again how we view sexual um, intimacy especially if we've been molested or raped or you have some sort of history some sort of trauma that is navigated around sex and intimacy um intimacy you know going back to intimacy with friendships if we've been 
um, treated bad in relationships with our friends and we're, we're going to bring that baggage to the next and the next and the next. So it's, it's, it's layers, right? It's layers that we all have to work through to be better in relationships. And I like to say it doesn't take work, but this takes amount of work, uh, perseverance and tenacity and and the willingness everyone says you marry for love yes you do but you marry because you love the person and you're committed to that person and you have formed a level of intimacy and sexual connection with that person and as you grow that that may change too right and we're finding that during this pandemic um, the the number of divorces and separations have increased because people are finding that they don't have that connection that they once thought they did or that connection that they had has changed because that person has changed and evolved over the years. And because you were both divided going into different places, you never reconnected and um, allowed that intimacy to regrow and re-evolve um, and, and transcend into something new because as we age... We have to reconnect and regroup because we change. It's, it's illogical to think that we don't grow and change as, as individuals, as humans, um, that we stay the same. I'm not the same person I was at 18. Um, at 18, I was like the free spirit looking for love because I didn't know what intimacy was. So I was giving it out everywhere, right? Um, as most people do who don't have that um, that good vision of what love is and what intimacy is, right? And what it looks like for that individual. So you're just giving it out everywhere because that person said they love you and it's like, okay, that's my forever. And it may not be your forever, right? One of my one of my favorite sayings that Tyler Perry um, has said in many of his plays is some people are here in our lives for a season, right? They're there to help us grow, but we often want to place those lifetime expectations on seasonal people. And that's what, as I have grown, I found that I was doing. I was putting lifetime expectations and goals on people who were meant to be in my life just for a season so I can grow and learn, right? And and it's okay. Everything is a part of you. So I had to learn to step back, reevaluate, regain intimacy with myself and bring that to the table as I grew. And that's what I wanted to share in this episode of the podcast is that we're still growing, we're still learning and we're still building. And if we don't give ourselves that opportunity to do that at every stage of our life, we're just going to fall stagnant. And that's a place you don't want to be. We all know what happens and what grows in stagnant water, right? Nothing but bacteria and, and pestilence and all that kind of stuff. And pestilence is a little far, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so that that's, that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. And we put a lot of stake in people and their identity and and. When that person finds that intimacy within themselves, they're allowed to see their true identity, either um, their sexual identity and, and, and sexuality or whatever. And I 
am not a label person. I don't like labels. I always say you love who you love. I love who I love. And um, I take those intimate relationships, both friendship and companionship relationships, and I put great value to them. Um, and then I, I see where it, it grows into. And if it's just for a season, I take what I need from that season and I let it go. And that's what we all need to learn to do is look at life and enjoy life because we only get one and you want to enjoy it. And this is something that I'm learning during that intimacy growth that I did with myself and still doing with myself, right? Learning to, to accept the relationships and take what I need from the relationships and give back in those relationships and then continue to grow or part ways. Now, when it comes to that sexual intimacy, it's a whole different ball game because you're giving a part of yourself. I always say sex allows you to give a part of yourself um, intensely. I'm giving a part of my soul. I'm, I'm connecting with that individual. And some people see it as, as that ultimate connection. And then there's others that see it, again, as a tool, as a toy, as a ploy, as a just for fun. And, and that's okay, too, because in my early years, I was that person that was just for fun. Um, and it was okay. It was learning me, right? I learned about me during those experiences. Was that, you know, I don't, again, I'm not that label person. And maybe in some people's eyes, it's it's considered, as my parents would say, loose or whatever the case may be. And maybe I was a little loose. But at 18, 20, that's what it was. But once I had my children, it changes, the game changes and it changed for me and doesn't mean it changes for everyone, right? That's when you start reevaluating. So I say that to say our reevaluation of our life happens again at different stages and it doesn't end. And I want to say this for my older population, um, Sex doesn't end for my older populations. I know people are out there like, no, no, no. I don't want to think about my gram, you know, my grandpa, you know, bumping and, and doing all these kind of things. But people, it's happening. Seniors have sex. All right. And sometimes they have the best sex. Okay. We look at these older women who are dating these younger men. It's because they have re- vitalize their level of intimacy for themselves and they revitalize the level of sexual intimacy with others and therefore they have become more attractive or um, increase their pheromone projection I like to say also to the younger generation and they find it sexy they find it appealing and there's nothing wrong with that I don't like those labels they call them cougars and things like that and I it just doesn't it, it just puts that negative undertone some people have embraced it like you know different changes and I, I get it and I understand it and I, I'm all for it if it doesn't offend you rock it out um, because again it's just a word right so um it, it is what it is, but I applaud those individuals, men and women, who have regained their level of intimacy and, and, and sexuality within themselves because, you know, again, as I said, you only have one life and you want to enjoy the hell out of it. And if 
having a younger individual on your arm makes you feel that much younger and vibrant and revisit life and live it to the fullest, I'm going to say rock it out and enjoy it, right? Um, And I say that because also, you know, my husband's a few years younger than me and that level of maturity for that that individual who may be younger than the the other person you no one knows right it they just see the surface they don't see the the in inner workings of that level of intimacy that they built to get to that level because it works in stages it doesn't just happen overnight it it, it does take stages and i'm i'm a firm believer of quality over quantity because everyone's so fixated on time, time. You've only known this person for a short time. You've only been in a relationship for a short time. But it's the quality of that time and how you spent that time together to get to know one another. Because let's face it, you're not going to know the individual 100%. It takes time, even in in people who have been engaged for three, four, five years, ten years, if someone goes that long. You don't know everything about that person. And if you're waiting to learn everything about that person, you're going to miss out on some amazing, intimate times, both non-sexual and sexual intimate times. You're going to miss out on that because I find that growing together makes for an amazing intimate connection a bond that um, as it grows it makes it 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 makes it unbreakable because you've created something that slowly built and you worked hard at it and you're both dedicated to making your connection work right that's that's those intimate connections I want to talk talk about those connections and it, it, it just transcends so many planes and it's, it's just amazing and it's beautiful when it happens and when it happens you're kind of sit back and it's like wow so what was happening and all those other relationships that I thought was the one right those Man, those relationships, you sit down and you think about those relationships that, that you've, you've tried to put the, the long-term terms on and they were only meant to be there for just that season. Hmm. Think about it, right? I often do think about my past relationships and I say, what the heck was I thinking? But then again, look at the age you were, look at the time you were going through, look at the the amount of stress, the emotional, physical anxieties, whatever you may have been going through at that time. And that's what you were looking for. And that's what you needed for that time. Now, with what you were doing back then work now? Absolutely not. But at that time, it's what you needed to get your, your lesson across, whatever that lesson may have been. And that's what you need to understand. We're so fixated on living in our past intimacies and wanting to relive that. And it's like, no, those were meant for that time, not for now. They don't fit. 
and we always sometimes, I don't want to say always, sometimes we try to make those old relationships fit into today's time, and it doesn't. And that's what we have to learn. Intimacy changes. Sexual intimacy grows and changes. And it all is what you want it and built it to be. And it evolves as you grow and as you age. And you take it for what you can get. And it's hard because I get it uh, from a medical perspective. As we age for both women and for women, I'm going to talk about women first. Our libido starts to decrease as our hormones start to decrease, right? So we don't want sex anymore, you know, set that sexual intimacy as often. But that doesn't mean we don't want that intimacy, that closeness, that togetherness. And that's what gets misconstrued. Because I love being intimate, right? But sometimes not every day you want that sexual intimacy. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean you don't, you don't, that you love your partner any less. It just changed. It shifted a little bit. And you have, and sometimes you have to be more cognizant of, um, aware of those sexual times. It's like, oh man, it's been about a week. Two weeks, yeah, I think I better kind of get it back in my head back in the game. And that's that's natural. That's okay. Um, and for men, as you start to age, um, you get that also your hormone levels decrease. You get less testosterone buildup may, maybe. You may need to get a boost in your libido as well. That's okay. It's those conversations you have with your intimate partner that's going to drive how you grow together when that happens. And I say when it happens because it's going to happen. It's just a natural course of us as we age. It may happen sooner rather than later. Um, you know, it, it just, it varies on the individual, but you just want to be aware and keep those lines of, of communication open and those intimate connections together. Holding hands, kisses on the neck, on the forehead, all those wonderful things are what keeps you connected to your spouse when it comes to those friendships that are like platonic just friends keeping in contact and communication and just saying hey I'm just checking in on you it's been a while uh, it's been about a week a month or whatever that I heard from you how you doing what's going on how are the kids those kinds of things that makes it amazing those connections all right and that's what you want to have in your life um yeah and it's it's just it's beautiful now one tip i will share that i learned in the i read in a a book i was reading i don't remember whose book it was i read so many and i listen to so many so please i don't want to quote whose book i heard it from but um one of the things that was mentioned uh i think it was a relationship I was reading because I like to keep the communication open between myself and my husband. So I'm always reading and, and always listening to new things and also um, amongst each other. Right. So I'm always trying to keep keep the conversations going. So here's the thing. Right. Um, oh, what it, what it said was sorry, I lost my train of thought. What it said was that. You should 
for women, I don't know how it works for men, but for women, it said that you should read, um, if you want to increase your sexual intimacy, you should read at least 45 minutes of erotica before bed to increase the um, those feelings, those emotions, and, and, and get the libido going. And I was like, wow, really? I never thought about that. I said, okay, I said, I guess it could make sense because you're you're engaged in it and then you're, you're feeling the emotion as if you're that engaged reader I can see how that works so yeah so I think okay wow um so that's a suggestion um have I used it yes I have and has it worked I'm gonna say yeah it probably did um so I'm not gonna say it probably did yeah it, it did work so reading 45 minutes of erotica of your choice whatever floats your boat um does help you out so I would suggest that that's one suggestion that um I've read about and uh yeah and you know just keep it open keep it honest and have those intimate close conversations with your companion but um yeah, so on that note, I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to get too, too far into it. But I just wanted to share that because that was what was on my um, spirit to talk about for this episode. And I wanted to put that out there. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your feedback. And I just want to send all the love and light out to you guys and keep the communication going. Keep the intimacy going. And it just you watch where your relationship transcends to. If you have feedback for me, definitely send me an email, send me a Facebook message, Instagram. Uh, if you have not joined us, join us on Facebook. It's DC the Soulful Eclectic, and you can find me on Instagram, the dot Soulful Eclectic, and also email me at DC at the Soulful Eclectic dot com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And if you haven't already, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, um, Pandora Podcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. So thank you so much and namaste.